This is the Women Emerging Expedition Podcast, so you can follow the ups and downs and the roundabouts of the expedition and play your part in them. 24 women started on the 28th of May 2022 on this virtual expedition that will take nine months. We are women from across the world determined to find an approach to leadership that resonates with women. We'll be successful so that women the world over will be able to say, if that's leadership, I'm in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Julia Middleton, Expedition Leader. This is the 44th Women Emerging podcast episode. And I had a glorious episode all lined up for you for this week, but I've bumped it. I've bumped it because I couldn't resist bumping it because I wanted to talk about Brazil. One of the members of the expedition is Camilla, and she is in Brazil. I met her many, many years ago when I was sitting in the reception of the mayor of Rio's office. And I was due to see him and this young woman walked in and we both sat in this sort of waiting room and started talking. And I thought Camilla was a bit special. In fact, very, very, very special. She was there for an interview for a job and she got the job. And I left Brazil and for many years we were sort of distant friends. Female friendships, they are so important. We didn't really get back in touch again till she heard about the expedition. And she, she made it absolutely clear to me that she was going to be a member of the expedition. And having watched her career build up over the years, I knew I so wanted her to be on it with us. Last week, she started sending me messages about, I mean, she's now very much at the centre of power in Brazil. And she started sending me messages about what was going on last week as extraordinary things were unfolding. And I kept on sending messages back saying, what are you learning about leadership? What are you learning about leadership? As you witness these extraordinary times... And then she sent me this photograph, and it's an extraordinary photograph of two women, one short, one very tall, both in bright colours, both clearly they were striking women, they were strong women, and they were surprising women next to each other, looking out from this photograph. And, and I became intrigued, so we started talking. Anyhow, let me hand over to Camilla. We started by talking about, well, I started by telling her about that theory of leadership, which I've always called the teabag theory of leadership. Give me a moment and you'll understand what I mean. But Camilla was witnessing extreme leadership and it was fascinating to hear what she was thinking. But as we went on, she began to explain this photograph that she'd sent to me, which I'm not surprised she was proud of. There is that wonderful expression that leaders are like tea bags. You don't know if a tea bag is any good till you put it in hot water. <laughs> the basic 
thing, a basic feature of, of the leaders that are showing what to do is courage. Courage to take the decision, courage to assume the, the decision, courage to understand the gravity of their decision. Many of the decisions have huge impact in the country's life and many people, but courage to be there and to demonstrate it, they will continue to do the, the leader, they will continue to be the leader and showcase leadership by doing. And um, some of them on the do not example, run away, literally run away, uh, decide to go on strange vacations when things happen. So what we, we call here in Portuguese just expression, then it's like chicken. The person become a chicken and leadership, their leadership starts to crackle. People start to question the leadership because why are they not here? And yesterday, despite all the chaos that all these things in the last couple of days happened in Brazil, and also because of that, we have um, the ceremonial, um, I don't know the name in that in English, posse. Posse is when you take the power, okay, when you start the job. First, indigenous minister and... Um, just, just hold for a second. So that's the first indigenous minister. So that's and the first ministry in the- of indigenous. The first two, okay. the, the job is new and the, the position is new, and her as the, in this position is also new. And the fact that says indigenous leader is also new. So all everything there new, and that we had together with this uh, ceremony. The also the ceremony of Aniele Franco. Aniele is um, uh, the minister of um, racial issues, and they were supposed to be to do the ceremony in the next day of all the chaos happened. So because of the destruction, they have to postpone. They were supposed to be like uh, one one time, other other time, just next to it, but not together. And they decided to do it together as a, as a symbol of power and seeing an indigenous leader, which is a community that has been destroyed for Brazilian history. And in the last couple of years has been incredible dismantled and suffered and had many of their peers killed. And having seen Soninha, with all the indigenous pictures, like uh, the all the the ceremonial, beautiful clothes and everything, they put it in important moment, and see Aniele Franco, who is a girl from a very very poor favela, very violent favela in Rio de Janeiro, and she became a force because her sister was a force, a community leader in that favela, and her sister was elected city council from Rio de Janeiro and was killed by militia with five shots in her head in um, in um, investigation, in assassination, and still now we don't have the number, the, the names of the people who actually did that. We have the 
people who killed her, but not who were on the top. And seeing Soninha, the indigenous leader, and Aniele, the, the sister of Marielle Franco, two huge leaders, one that had to become leader because seeing her people has been killed for centuries and had to step in and say, no, we're going to be the resistance. The resistance. And Aniele Franco, who was a teacher, like a school teacher and um, a, a professor and was didn't have on their on her goal the idea of become a leader, but become became a leader because her sister was killed. And she decided to keep her sister's memory alive and fight for other uh, Black women in the favelas. And both become minister of the state, like it's the most important position besides presence you can ever have. It's a huge power. And both of them going together with the, the president in that building that had been destroyed, partially destroyed in less than two days, it shows what leadership it is. It's an image that demonstrates what leadership it is without even saying anything. Uh, it was so incredible and so powerful, like seeing that image in that place. What do they look like? Soninha is very short. She's shorter than I am, a short person. Soninha is very short. I know Soninha very well. We have good friends together. Like she's, she's, indigenous people tend to be short. She's very short. And she was wearing, I don't the kukah, which is the indigenous, um, with an indigenous painting. And it was so beautiful. And that, building is a very beautiful and modernist building made in the 50s and but it's it's a very minimalist architecture very modern type of architecture and see that woman with all the colors occupy that that short woman but so important so big leader like she's a, such a boldest person be there and like on that place. And Aniele is the opposite. She's a black, tall woman. So it's kind of like we're funny a little bit because one is very short, the one is quite tall. Uh, being together with the president and the first lady, like going down on that building, then tend to be, and it still is, unfortunately, the house of old white men. And in the same place that was destroyed two days, three days before. Could and you very, see? Could you see that it had been destroyed? Was it visible? The yeah, yeah. Family? Oh my God! The people who destroyed not 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 in that moment when they are coming because they they did a very good job on cleaning the, that mess. But um, we saw the destruction images because the people who were doing the riots, it, we're calling them terrorists because that's what they are. They are. Uh, the terrorists, they were live streaming on the uh, Instagram and TikTok called in social network. So we have thousands of images and videos, which is easy available, easy accessible 
on the internet of them destroying. It's it's like they destroy unvaluable artworks. Like they destroy uh, so many stuff. And it was a funny thing. They didn't. They destroy so many. Like they still laptops, computer, documents, everything. One thing they didn't destroy and they didn't even enter it was the library. And we're making jokes because they don't know what this library is for. Like, they don't understand the concept of a library of books. Camilla, I can see it with you. So I have two extraordinary women who decide to come together for a really visible and important ceremony in a place where only hours before violence and destruction had happened, a very symbolic place. Exactly. So tell me, what did you learn about leadership watching your two friends doing that? I learned that leadership is taking actions and have the courage to take a lot of very difficult decisions when not necessary everybody agree with you because for them to be there, that is the outcome of life of leadership. That is um, a moment and is a beautiful, incredible moment and a celebration of their very difficult hard work. I know Soninha fight for many years and many times how difficult it was for her, how she had to face violence towards her, towards her family. And that moment, as beautiful it was, it was just a moment of so many years of them having the courage to fight of a system that was made to oppress them, that was never made to celebrate and to embrace them. But they also in that moment knew the importance of symbolic acts. And that's an important leadership message, isn't it? It is. It is. It is an important leadership. Like um, when the moment they decide to go together, because both of them have incredible fights by themselves, uh, important activists. But at the time, the moment they decide to be together, it showcases the union. It showcases we are together. And that is an image that re- is today resonating in people's minds. We are together and uh, we are here to show that despite the terror and the people who are trying to destroy our democracy, and this was a tentative, a failed tentative of we are the one who is running this. They are like showing leadership, what means in image and words. Tell me about, so the ceremony, did either of the women speak at the ceremony? And yeah, then, yeah, both of what them. Did they, what did they choose to talk about? Of course, both of them spoke about their topic of work. Were they, this is the wrong word, but I'm going to use it anyhow, were they boring speeches? No, they were they the very inspirational speech. They were. They were the speeches of great oration. I can't think what the word they is. They are not very Orator, like Orators, that's it. They were orators. So that's the other thing is is choose your symbolic moment, but learn to make a speech that makes people listen to every word you say. Exactly, exactly. We're sobbing like like because it's 
such a beautiful moment. And of course, is end up with music. There was a moment for indigenous traditional ceremony there. And having indigenous ceremony in the middle of that palace, a very traditional ceremony, in order at kind of like a tourist show as like a piece of like, no, it was a symbolic for them as indigenous, having indigenous minister, they want to do a ceremony to the start of these four years of work. And in the end, we have a samba um, that was made uh, to Marielle Franco, the, the sister of Anieli Franco. And um, there was a singer, a black woman singer, like singing this, this beautiful lyrics that is, was made to Marielle, but it was not only made based on Marielle, it was based on the fight of many a uh, black woman has been silenced for centuries in Brazil. And the singer uh, went up on the audience, on the, like there was general audience and there was a part of a family authority together. And she went and grabbed Marielle's daughter's hand and Marielle's daughter's hand was saying away with her. And it was like, oh my God, we finally, after so many years, we can breathe. We can breathe because that was leadership. It is, is inspirational, it's courage, and but also it's fun and it's uh, it's beautiful. I say, and the point and the static part of it. And they are so it's it's such a different approach of what leadership it is. When you sit down in a week's time with them, having a coffee or a drink one evening. And you get all emotional, Camilla, and you say how proud you are of them. What will they say back? I think Sunny, well, I was going to say like, oh, my friend, that's normal. She, she kind of understay a little bit some stuff because I know it's her approach to do this kind of stuff. She'll make it like it was just another day. And then she's going to let's go to business, let's work. She's natural like that. I know her for many years and she's natural like that. She just wants to understand what is the next party. She's a very... When's, uh, the, next part, when's the next party? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's a very outcome person and she's like, let's celebrate, let's celebrate, but let's work. Like, if you go into her rhythm and you like 24 hours, like, we are like both destroyed, like, and she's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Are they like, both like that, or is that just her? Soninga is more like that than Anieli. I think Anieli is a little bit less like that. When you sit in a week's time with Anieli and, and tell her how proud you are of her, what will she do? Anieli, I think, um, I think, I think for her, there is the the sisterhood thing because of her sister and uh, and this she's still the fact that she's still dealing with the death and the killing of her sister. So something like during the moment there was a call, a moment when she was speaking about her sister, she stopped to cry and she went back and so for her I think uh, the weight of it, like the importance of it, it's She's so she shows more that Saninha. Saninha tried to to oh, it's not that important just to avoid. So I think it's it's both mechanisms of how to deal with something that's so big. 
And sometimes it's so big and it's kind of scary. And it's freaking scary, I can imagine. It's one, like, I nearly mean, cry a lot but because of her sister, but at the same time, like, there was a moment I'm like, okay, let's go to work. Kind of both very driven, very driven about the stuff. They need to do it. And they understand the unique position of now of doing stuff. They have been fighting for so many. So I think they kind of like want to jump in, like very excited, like want to start as soon as possible to put everything in practice. It's interesting, isn't it? Because so many people now talk about being authentic and about being real and about sharing what you really feel. But the truth is that both of them probably feel great nervousness in truth and great fear and probably a bit of imposter syndrome. But they've decided that this is not the moment to share that. This is the moment to share something different and to share hope, even even if inside yourself you're terrified. And I'm yeah. sure, Camilla, because these are your friends, you must know how terrified they are inside. But as leaders, they knew this was not the moment to share their fears in, in an authentic way. This was the moment for beautiful theatre. I think that's the thing I was talking about, courage. Courage is not, not feeling the fear. It's going regardless of the fear that you are facing, like... I think both of them acknowledge the fear they're facing, not in speech way, not putting the words, but uh, I can see like, like kind of like the moment, like, oh, fuck, look who, where I am. Like, and I think it's, it's something, and as women, we feel imposter syndrome, fear. Is that really the place that I can occupy? Because it's never been the place that I can occupy. I've never been allowed, uh, my generations of women never been allowed to be on this place. So am I really here? Like, will come one time and say, oh, no, you're in the wrong place? But it's interesting, isn't it, Camilla? Because it took those two women to go out into that place that 24 hours before had been a place of violence and destruction. It took those two women to go and do it. Exactly, exactly. But at the same time, that fear is something they are dealing since they're being born, just because they are born. One business, one black woman in the favela. Just the fact they are they what they are. They had to face this since day zero. You may now understand why this episode felt necessary. Because there's so much learning here about how important theatre is in leadership, how important it is to seize moments, how important it is to to curate moments, how important it is to learn to do a speech that makes people, I suppose, cry, but makes people feel that they're in an extraordinary moment, how important it is to be leaders who can spot that moment, to have the courage to grasp it, and maybe the importance of friendships in leadership, unusual, unexpected friendships in leadership. But those two women had clearly caught the moment. It was a moment. But as Camilla rightly says, it was a moment with many previous moments before it in preparation for it. 
So lots of leadership learning. Loved it. Thank you, Camilla. Next week, normal service will resume. And I hope you've enjoyed this week. It sort of felt, for those of us who were watching what happened in Brazil last week, uh, with all the sort of overtones of what's happening all over the world, this was a very joyful, a joyful moment to catch. So next week, look forward to it. Sending lots of love, Julia. To become part of our movement and share your thinking with us, subscribe to the podcast and join the Women Emerging group on our website at womenemerging.org. We love all of the messages you send us. Keep them coming.